0: Hi, welcome to the Waffle and Jam podcast. This is a space where three friends discuss important topics that are not only thought provoking for us, but also for you guys listening at home. We'll be discussing a variety of topics all the way from current affairs to mental health and even our own life experiences. So sit back, grab a coffee, get comfortable and listen to us quite literally waffle and jam. yes guys welcome to episode two of the waffle and jam podcast we made a promise to you guys that we're going to remain consistent and here we are uh back on track we are we're um, on the road to 21 episodes i will explain why it's 21 episodes later on but we're trying to be consistent um do you guys want to once again just introduce yourselves
1: yep i'm
2: Joe. i'm (laughs) jose (laughs) uh, i'm brandon obviously the newest member of the and jam podcast and i'm really excited to embark on this journey hopefully we 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 stick to the you know our targets 21 episodes you know milan do you want to explain why why we want to reach that target of 21 episodes this is actually pretty cool yeah. So basically
0: um i was I don't know. I was watching some video on YouTube, and there was this guy talking on the podcast, and he basically said the, the whole topic of the video was just um, how consistency is extremely important, and consistency is the main thing that will separate you from the vast majority of people who are trying to do the same thing. And basically, he threw out a stat out there, which is basically that um, there are so out of all the podcasts in the world, ninety percent of podcasts in the world don't make it past episode three; only ten percent do. And of those 10% of podcasts that make it past episode three, 90% of them don't make it past episode 20. So automatically by making 21 post- podcast episodes, you're automatically in the top 1% of all the podcasts in the entire world. Um, so it just shows that you don't even have to be like extreme talented. You don't have to be anyone special. As long as you just remain consistent with it, you will be in the top 10% of podcasts in the world. So that's why we're, we're trying to aim for that milestone of 21 and then obviously keep progressing from there because if you get into that routine of just continually making episodes then we'll hopefully keep going but that's basically why we're trying to aim for
2: 21 episodes initially um well, we're striving for 21 quality episodes we're Quality not episodes, just, yeah. we're not just trying to feed the listeners at home if you're at the gym or if you're yeah. like multitasking got this on the side and you're just listening to waffle how 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 ironic it may be yeah. that we're waffle. Yeah. Jam. We're not just trying to waffle on. Although it's high quality waffle isn't it. It's high exactly, quality. Exactly. Belgium waffle. Ain't yeah, no, exactly. Ain't no Morrison's waffle.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so diving into this episode, we've got we're gonna keep the same structure. So obviously we've got three main topics that we're gonna discuss and then we're gonna go into our waffle or jam segment. Um where we have a few controversial statements which we either agree with or aka we waffle oh no, we jam with or aka we disagree with. Um and that's waffle. Um and then at the end, this is a new idea that Brandon sort of proposed, we have the word of the day, which is at the end of the episode. Um just like a, a phrase or a statement or like a quote which we'll use to sort of uh just I don't know, just reflect on and maybe take the lesson from that quote onto the rest of our week and just sort of inspire us and things like that basically um so without further ado if we could just dive into the first topic um I'm going to put out the question um how did you guys or how are you guys currently um in the process of finding your ideal career path
2: see you take that one well,
1: I, I, I think it's an interesting question because I don't i don't think i found um well I don't think there is a right career path i think there's certain things that you're good at and I think it's about how you utilize the skills that you have to um to actually enjoy what you do every day um mm-hmm. and i think i mean I, I'd I'd say I enjoy what I do right now but I don't know if uh, I work as a social worker I work as a children's social worker and Mm. I enjoy what I do there's loads of it's a rewarding job but also at the the same time it's like a thankless job because you know like you deal with a lot of shit etc but um what do you mean deal with a lot of shit as in like you know you deal with a lot of people who are struggling with their own issues in their own life um and if you're not careful you know it kind of seeps into your own because you start kind of ignoring the problems that you have um and you're not or you're you're more focused on kind of dealing with other people's problems um and you kind of you could get into a habit of neglecting yourself um that kind of thing but i feel like for Mm -hmm. me i get a lot of um it, it drives me to want to be better as a person when i try and help someone else um and for that reason i feel like i do like the path I'm on but I always feel that whatever experience that you're going through it, at one time it, it just builds you to want to explore more what's out there for you. I don't think there's only one thing that someone's good at I think there's mm. loads of things that someone could do throughout their life like someone could be like um uh, someone could be like a firefighter um, early on in their life but then they could do something else later on in their life <laughs> It Um, just depends on, you know, uh, how you look after yourself, um, how how your mind is feeling in a certain job. And sometimes it's good to take a break from something and do something different. Um, And you never know that you you could surprise yourself with the new thing that you try out. Um, So I think I think I'm on a a path that um, it's kind of windy. You know, Um, um, I I, I enjoy what I do right now, but it doesn't mean it's something I want to do for the rest of my life. Um I feel like you should I just release. wanted
0: to yeah. so I just wanted to ask you yeah, before you you continue because at the beginning you said um you said it's about you, you've spoken a bit heavily about or quite heavily about it's about enjoying what you do so I just wanted to ask is that the main metric that you use to measure whether something is an ideal career path or is there anything else that you take into consideration
1: I think so it's if, just mainly
0: about enjoying what you do
1: I guess like for me that's that's a huge part of it but I guess if you're doing anything for a long period of time you're gonna to have to there's gonna have to be some kind of enjoyment in it right like you can't carry on slugging day in day out and you're not really enjoying what you do um because you're gonna get burnt out eventually um yeah and i i mean i guess you know it it, it brandon's smiling i feel like he wants to add something but <laughs> no no no, no, no. <laughs> i'm just smiling bro but um but no like, i feel like he, in in terms of like a, if you're talking about a long-term career path, I feel like you do have to be, you do have to find some kind of enjoyment in what you're doing. Um, and yeah. it kind of, it makes me want to ask you, Milan, because I know you 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 just recently started as a doctor. And uh, yeah, congratulations. Wow, yeah. uh, uh, doctor uh, you know, yeah. Royal, Royal Free London. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, don't express my air. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: the government, the government. <laughs>
0: yeah, the government, the government
2: role. Hey, we'll blur that, uh, we'll blur
3: that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Was I was going to ask you I was going to ask you so obviously your med school was like a like it took a long time for you to complete it and now you started as a doctor like the expectations that you had when you started med school um of what being a doctor would be like h- how do you feel about about that now that you've started as a doctor like do you feel that you've you, you, this is exactly what you were expecting or like is is, is anything different from what you, what you were expecting when you started med school
0: yeah, no, it's I think if you ask any foundation year one doctor in the same position as me, every single person will have the same answer as me, which is that it's it's completely different. Um when you when you're going through med school, like especially in the early years of med school, you you sort of have this perception that once you graduate and you start working, you're gonna be calling the big shots, you're gonna be making like proper like clinical decisions about like treating patients and things like that. But when you actually start working, you realise a lot of it like I'm not, I'm not trying to like dumb it down or like play it down or whatever, but me on a day-to-day basis, what I do, I don't really need to know that much medicine to do my job. If that makes sense. A lot of my, a lot of my role is just to facilitate things and make things or get things done for the consultant. If the, for those of you that don't know, the consultant is like the most senior doctor um, at the hospital. Um, they've done so much years of training. They've got so much experience. They're very intelligent. They know what to do. Um, they are the ones seeing the bigger picture for every single patient and practicing medicine if that makes sense like they know what the diagnosis is they know what the treatment for that patient is they know what investigations to do so they know what they're doing uh, and my role is basically essentially to do what they tell me to do um, there are other exceptions where like i'm on call so i'll be like the only junior doctor um, there'll be obviously there'll be other seniors for help but i'll be like the doctor that the nurse is called um, to come and see a patient who's unwell so then i have to like start the immediate management which is like what well, we call it the A to E. So, like, make sure the patient's airways are all right, breathing is okay, circulation is okay, and then move move over and make sure the patient's stable um, and make sure the patient's safe in that sense. But then I always do go to my seniors and ask them for help in, in terms of like what next, what the next steps are. Um, so, I, I my perception initially at medical school was like, oh, I'm going to know all of this, I'm going to know medicine, I'm going to know what to do. But you realize you're literally like, you're you're such a you're a baby like because if you think about it medicine you start you start working at 24 and you retire at what like six late 60s or whatever yeah it's like a 40 year career and I'm literally in year one like not even in year one I'm in month one so I don't know it's 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 so weird because you don't I don't know I feel like what's your perception of what I do though because I, I feel like this is very interesting because my pers- my view on it is very clouded because all I hang around I just hang around with medics in it when I'm at work and stuff all I know a lot of my colleagues and a lot of my like friends are like all like medics or doctors or whatever so I I don't really get that public perception so what's your like view on like if I asked you what do you think that I do on a day-to-day
3: saving lives mate (laughs) (laughs) yeah but see
0: that's what I'm I'm saying so what do you do you have this image in your head that like a, a patient just collapsed and I'm just like doing CPR day to day and just like saving patients
2: like that or you know like like in the movies when someone gets shot and then they rush into the hospital and then the first first doctor comes up to the person and he's like oh what's happened to this and then you start running into the emergency room and all that yeah that's (laughs) what I'm saying so that's like defibrillators all that yeah
0: yeah so don't get me wrong stuff like that does happen yeah but but the people very
2: rare occasion well, the people that do do that, that's the consultants.
0: They're the seniors, yes, registrars, yeah. like senior house officers. They're yeah. the they they've been working as a doctor for a few years and they know mm. what like they know they have experience of dealing with you're things like ba- that. You're
2: basically it. a backup dancer.
0: I'm basically in those <laughs> situations I'm basically like a I'm a joke man, bro. As I'm not I'm not trying to I, I use that word like in like in a jokey way. Um yeah, just yeah. because I don't want to be demeaning towards the profession or anything like that. Yeah, but yeah, if I'm just analyzing it myself, I myself I don't, my role, like I said, I think the best way I can describe is my role is just facilitating things and making sure things get done for the senior doctors, if that makes sense. Um, So for example, if there's a patient who has come in with a potential like chest infection or like they've got like a cough or whatever and you're basically the why I don't know why you guys are smiling. <laughs> I don't know why you guys, I don't know mocking bro. I uh, basically the way I can like best describe it is mm. so if a patient comes in and they're like really unwell, or like for example, they've got a chest infection and you wanna essentially find out what's causing their symptoms, right? So the doctor will be like basically we want to find out if they've got a pneumonia or if they've got a chest infection so <laughs> one of these guys he just turned off his fingers basically <laughs> what i'm trying to say is yeah so yeah, for, yeah, that patient, yeah. for that patient who's got a potential chest infection you need to get certain investigations done in it so you need to get a chest x-ray sort you need to get bloods done so my role is to make sure that it gets done if that makes sense
1: so, like, do you feel do you feel like um you want to from what you're saying, I feel like you want to be doing a lot more than than what you're doing right now.
0: Yeah, but then the thing is, when you're working as an F1 doctor, it's a steep learning curve. So I'm mm. already doing things in this, like in, in week four that I wasn't doing in week one. If that makes sense. So oh, now nice. I'm I'm like because I'm working on a respiratory ward in it. So like yeah. to do with the lungs and stuff. So I'm yeah. quite comfortable now in like. If a patient comes in with a potential pneumonia, I'm quite comfortable with like, like just assessing the patient and like knowing what investigations need to be done, and then um, deciding if we need to give antibiotics and things like that, and like what antibiotics mm. we give. So it's little things like that. Like, but then if, but then that within the grand scheme of things is a very, very minor thing, a very basic thing in medicine. But then that's I'm literally only in month one. If that makes sense. Okay. Um, yeah, that's the best
1: way I could sort of explain so it. So would you would you say that you are on the career path that you that that best suits you, that you see yourself kind of um fulfilling your kind of your your life with? Or do you feel like yeah. there's more out there for you? See, see
0: so I always feel guilty because I always chat shit about my job. I, like uh, there's mm. so many times I'm like, oh it's such a fucking long day and like, it's so long, I can't be asked. But when I when I actually sit down and analyze it, I'm actually very happy that I'm doing it. I actually really do it I'm not gonna lie I actually really enjoy it like um pro- proper enjoy like like talking to patients like um i feel like i'm making a difference to their life um even though i'm not making like the big shot decisions like just getting things sorted taking bloods giving them medication prescribing them certain, like pay medication and things like that i do feel like i'm making a difference um but then within medicine i'm not entirely sure what specialty i want to go into um but
2: yeah i think you, i think you just got to try a load of shit and then see basically what, what, where your passion is in it
0: yeah, yeah yeah basically um and then what i was gonna ask on the flip side is Cj, you you said that the main thing or the obviously you well, the way you phrased it was um a big part of it is enjoying it so would you say that's like are there no other factors that you think is important to determine or to measure how
1: how no, I, I think, feel I, think I think obviously getting a getting good pay is a huge huge part of um a, a job that you wanna that, uh, what you wanna pursue i think progression is really important uh yeah. the the ability that you have to actually move up the ladder rather than kind of stay in in one place um mm. and i think also um like you mentioned like the impact that you have on other people um like what are you actually doing to change the world i think that's something that's quite important yeah. to me as well like actually making a difference in people's lives um is quite important um yeah for me those three things are, are probably one of the, the like the main um there's probably other things as well. I'll no think. that's
0: quite interesting bro because i was watching a video which i sent to you guys yesterday um what, what it was,
2: video video it, it was like, the
0: video? It was like, do I included you in it. I made sure it was there. Uh, it was oh. like the Ali Abdaal video um, on like what the ideal career path is. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. And the three metrics he mentioned is
1: exactly what you just said, CJ. So the three, three things... I, I didn't watch that video either. You didn't watch that video? No, I didn't, I didn't get around to it. That's Yeah, no, <laughs>
0: but it was the exact same thing you were saying. So the first one is making money. The second one is having fun. And the third one is if you're helping people. Um, so those three metrics essentially... I guess based on like papers and things is what determines whether a career path is the ideal one for you. Um, and then I guess looking at from like a different perspective, so obviously, Brandon, you're going through that process at the moment. Yeah what can you talk to us a bit more about that journey and like what your thoughts are on that process:
2: The thing is with me, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely fussy with with my career path, and I think that's a good thing. Because I Mm. can't get swayed by the influence of, you know, um, my parents, my brothers or other family members on what they're doing. Mm. Because the thing is, I heard a quote um, which really resonated with me. It's like, listen, you only you only got one life. Yeah. Don't don't even uh, your time is limited on this world. Don't live it for someone else. Mm. So then I was thinking to myself, listen, I'm not going to do something obviously for your parents sorry to cut sorry to cut you off
0: just to let the audience know yeah if you know brandon you know brandon loves a quote so if, if come on man every I, I'm, I'm doing i'm doing word of the day i'm doing of the, day in the next quote.
2: next half an hour, hour
0: yeah i love that i love that yeah carry on carry on
2: yeah yeah <coughs> so as i was saying um obviously you want to you want to fulfill the wishes of your parents because you know you feel like you always owe it to them listen they fed yeah. you they, they they clothed you. Always they're they're providing for you, and you want to kind of give back. But the thing yeah. is, with I feel with a lot of Asian parents, you need to give back with the career path you choose. Mm. So how many times the stereotype is? Listen, Asian parents they want you to be a doctor or a lawyer, an accountant, engineer. Mm. The list goes on. Something in the educational field. For me, that really was wasn't. Um, ticking my boxes all all of that stuff so I kind of you know explored my options I I looked online I searched you know what would I like I'd look at YouTube videos about other people and their jobs and I I'd search for, for for the quite real ones you know the ones that have no filter about their jobs I don't want someone who's you know they got a sick job in JP Morgan and they're like yeah I'm living the life I'm on I'm on the 14th floor corner office no I don't want any of that i want i want the facts i want you know the people you're surrounded with that's a very important thing because it's your colleagues that also make your working day you know you can have a shit day with s- s- some people but then your colleagues can you know brighten up that day mm. and i don't want to have a shit day with something at work and then my colleagues are making that worse for me so that's another factor i got i got to put in mm. so you can add to the list of three you're saying working for the money you're helping people and then your passion but also the fourth thing is your colleagues unless you're you're building a business up from the ground by yourself and obviously you might have you know one or two people on the side but it's really those can you
0: can you but then can you really generalize and say that oh you're going to have this type of colleague in this industry versus another industry can you really determine that can you really predict
2: it the thing is it, you got you got to just go out there take the opportunities and see if you like it or not so mm. at the moment um, i'm looking at those opportunities i'm sensing because the thing is generally you can have an idea of what type of people are in certain um, sectors of the world so mm. i've got my cousin joshua you know alex's brother he worked at jp morgan and they treated him like absolute shit but jp if i tell someone listen i work at jp morgan you're thinking oh that guy's living life he's an investment banker he's a trading analyst you're thinking you know he's living on on the 165th floor is which i like to say because the reason why i say that is because the tallest building in the world is yeah. 164 floors yeah you think this person because of their top job title they're living w- one story above that but yeah. but that that's not the facts and i don't want to waste my life waste my time with people like that when I'm working so I'm very very picky about you know this the choices I make when it comes to my career path because I don't want to be stuck in a rat race where I'm doing a nine to five I'm working to to sort out these bills I'm working just to put food on the table I'm working to to get these clothes the bare minimum is appealing to me I don't want to live like that life is mm. like a, a certain level I like the level above that because I want to mm. have freedom Freedom also is another very important thing. How free are you? You don't want your work trapping you. And then only when you get those holidays or sick days, you feel, you know, less restraint. So that, that's that's all taken into consideration.
0: I think that's good because, um, like you said, you can easily, very easily get caught into that rat race and just um, end up just falling into that continuous, like depressing cycle of mm. work. Because a lot of people do hate their job. But I think it's very 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 good that you've had that awareness from such a young age and you're taking time to experiment and try out different things before you commit to a particular path isn't it yeah,
2: um
0: exactly because you need to you need to have that awareness because at the end of the, day, it's the rest of your life there's no one else's life it's your own life you need to do what makes exactly. you happy isn't it? Exactly. um do you have any ideas as to what type of sector you want to go into like based on your interests and based on your talents and your yeah. like
2: you know what i'm very it. i'm very interested in digital marketing mm, so hey, you mentioned in last time, yeah. yeah yeah i did so that that kind of appeals to me and, you know i know someone one of my cousins does digital marketing i'll just talk to her find opportunities and also i'm doing uh, courses in my free time to sort of mm. you know help with the qualifications because i don't want to you know enter any apprenticeships or anything like that and say listen i haven't done jack shit Or at least have you know sort of like a portfolio on the side
1: your credentials and stuff yeah
2: exactly Exactly. so yeah
1: i think that's really good because like the the fact that you obviously you're still in education right um but Mm. you doing kind of extracurricular stuff to think about your career i feel like In the past it was just obviously you do um you go to college, get your A levels and stuff and then you yes. go to uni and that's where you start thinking about your career. But I think well, these yeah. days it's it's a lot easier for people to start exploring what career path is available to them even before they think about university. I feel like a lot of people can achieve what they want to achieve in terms of their career, even without going to university. Um, And I think I always tell people like, you just have to be really proactive in the kind of things you read, the kind of things you expose yourself to and actually educate yourself on what really interests you. Um, And I think, you know, Brandon being someone who's on that path, I feel like he's doing all the right things to kind of educate himself and um, actually, not rely solely on school or university or like college but rather on on yourself and actually what you have available to you like on the internet and um like courses and actually like relationships like your family and things like that um i think yeah. all the, all these factors play a huge part in how you can actually take steps in deciding what you want to do with your career um yeah. so yeah fair play to you man. i like it yeah okay. and also
0: i think it's good that you um you haven't been pressured by your family members or anything mm-hmm. like that, because, uh, like you mentioned, no, like, no, no, uh, no parents... the, the
2: the pressure is there. The pressure is there. It's, no, yeah, it's yeah, whether no. I give into the pressure. That's, that's
0: what I'm saying. Yeah. So you haven't yeah. you haven't caved into it. You know what I mean? In, yeah, that yeah. pressure is natural from Asian parents, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Um, yeah. but I think one thing that's well, like most parents in done...
2: general, you you can say I, I don't want to just you know say only <laughs> yeah but
0: we, we, no, but we can only talk from our experience, innit? And what I've noticed is like,
2: yeah, actually, I go as far as
0: saying like like ethnic minorities like yeah, even yeah, alone, yeah. My black friends yeah. their parents are like very yeah, exactly. on the education as well yeah. um yeah. but i think i think the, the, the you just need to understand that we we want the same thing as our parents like it's, it's not like any parent would want their child to not succeed isn't it we want ourselves to succeed and they also want us to do well in life but it's yeah. just that just speaking from like my own experience i feel like asian parents in general um, just from what I've witnessed, they are quite one-dimensional in their thinking, because they know that going into education or pursuing like a uni degree that's like educational based, or like just being good at academia, it's a it's a certified process in the sense that they've seen a lot of their friends go into med school or go into like law school, and fair enough, it's long and hard, but at the end of the at the end of the process, you're gonna have a stable job and you're gonna have a stable income and you're gonna be somewhat successful from society's view. So that's why they their sort of view is that go into academia go into like just follow that education and you'll be fine but whereas this whole like new different process of like not going to uni and going to apprenticeships or um going to, i don't know just exploring other options other than university other than education it's very new to them because it mm-hmm. is the awareness is only like really well the yeah you it's, a, it's it's a fairly new thing really and i think it's it's just a it's a conflict of methods of going about it as opposed to a conflict of what's the word what's the word I'm trying to use it's not a conflict of what both of you guys want it's just a conflict of the process or how you get about it because at the end of the yeah. day you both want the same outcome which is you want to be successful yeah but the process is the opposite if that makes sense I
1: think I, mean, I like think it's parent, just yeah. yeah I was going to say I think parent like obviously from the the era that they were born and brought up in there's only a certain a number of jobs like really good jobs that um they could go into and for as far as as far as they were concerned it's like you know doctor lawyer um accountant engineer that kind of thing but i feel like in this day and age now there's so many different roles so many different avenues you can take into being successful um and like like Milan said obviously parents think from like a one-dimensional point of view where they feel like that education is like a certified way of being successful um but yeah that's not always the case now there's like like you know brad brandon using brandon's example like networking is is really really yeah. crucial um it, it depends on what you want to achieve um you know doing your own research and actually educating yourself rather than relying on a teacher or relying on school to be educated um there's so much more information out there now I think right now I feel like information is more powerful um and I feel like back in back in the day I think what um education was more powerful I guess education is probably similar but I think there's so much more information out there now that you like the the more information that you know the more successful you would be and, and how you kind of taking that information how you impart that information onto other people um and things like that yeah and by the way i'm not
0: saying there's anything wrong with the parents being
1: one dimensional yeah. um it's it's not even their
0: fault at all it's because they, they just know what they've experienced right they've just seen a lot of their friends or a lot of people that they know go into these educational routes and it's paid off so therefore that's the process that they know and that they trust which is completely fine um but it's just that just having that awareness of knowing that there are multiple different ways to be successful and finding your ideal career path based on uh, a based, long story short i think that like, if you want it hard enough and if you put time and effort into it regardless of the route obviously there are certain exceptions but it, generally speaking regardless of the route, you will become successful and you will find your ideal career path.
1: What would you say to someone who is in a position where like they, they they are not sure about what they want to do in terms of their career? Um and they are open to exploring new things or whatever, but they're just not sure because they have so many options available. What would you say it what would you say to them for them to feel more focused or try and think about what is that they want to hone in on? Ooh. Was that to me or to Brandon? No. both no for you.
2: Say that Say that last part again. So,
1: ha- so <laughs> I mean, I think, Brandon, you can answer this one. I'm yeah, basically yeah. asking, what would you say to someone who may be in a similar position to you, yet yeah. they are not sure about
2: what they want to go into? Ooh. Firstly, I'd ease off the pressure for them. I'd say there's no rush to the finish line. Mm. Secondly, I'd mm, say... Yeah. Listen, you got the world in your hands, the internet. Utilize the internet cuz the amount of resources you can find online, like how I did, I just searched online. I saw that saw the the career I wanted to take or or explore, I should say. I wouldn't say take because it's not confirmed yet. But the the options I had were because of, you know, taking the first step and using the resources I had, you know. so so that's what i would tell them anyway i agree with that i think
0: i think what i would say is first thing like brandon said it's a marathon not a sprint there's no like real rush at the at the moment you've got time but also like brandon said previously just actually no first what i'd say is sit down and think about what your strengths are or what your interests are what you genuinely enjoy like whether that be subjects in school or just hobbies or whatever what do you actually enjoy doing um and just analyze that and then look at all the different options there are for you to pursue in terms of your career and then when you have that list just try to gain experience in each of those different sectors or different career paths, whether it be like a taste a day or like work experience or volunteering or apprenticeships or whatever it is. Um, and also like Brandon said, if you've got older cousins or like family members or friends who are in a particular career path, just speak to them and ask them like, oh, what's your honest opinion? Like what's your day-to-day life? How did you find it? What are your colleagues like? What are the pros and cons of the job? And just gain an understanding of what what is right for you. Because um, that, yeah, that's what I'd say pretty much.
2: Nice.
3: Um,
2: yeah, oh, to to, yeah. to segue into the next question, let me ask this: When you guys were younger, did you ever have the dream of becoming a professional footballer? Yeah. No, I wanted to be a professional cricketer. Really, exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wanted to be a professional cricketer. Okay, Milan you asked, you answered yes. Is that right? so I had two yeah I, yeah, I wanted to be a professional
0: footballer when I was like ten
2: okay yeah. and then
0: and then I wanted to be a professional tennis player At when what I was age? like eleven or twelve
2: okay so so l- let me ask you this, why didn't you pursue that interest of becoming a professional footballer or tennis player? I didn't pursue because you had two football. So, so now you 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 can't give me a bullshit excuse for one. <laughs> you got to give yeah. me a bullshit excuse for two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if you see me playing football, you realise it's not a bullshit excuse because I'm dead. No, no, no. Because um, the, the thing is, with careers, it's not about if you're good enough. It's about how bad do you want it. Do you want it, yeah, true. Exactly, it's your passion, isn't it?
0: Yeah. With football, I'd say I stopped pursuing it when... I don't even know. It just sort of just went out the window, fam. I'll be honest. There,
2: there must be a reason. Must be a reason.
0: Maybe because I I genuinely think it was just because I didn't write I probably this clock that wasn't good enough.
2: Or you don't see any Brown and Mundies in the Premier League.
0: That might be that might be like a factor, subconsciously that might be a factor. Because mm. uh, when you don't see people like yourself in like in the position where you're trying to aim to, you'll be like, Oh, is that really even possible for me? Exactly. Um with with tennis oh bruv if if i could choose to be bet- between a tennis player and football i would choose tennis all day long because i don't know man. i feel like i'm better at tennis than i am at football firstly and in the grand scheme of things and secondly i just feel like there's something about just being on your ones out there you're going to war on your ones and you're just like me- tennis is more of a mental game than football in my opinion and it's more of a mental game than a physical game in tennis but, and I really enjoyed that because it's like playing chess but the reason why I didn't pursue it I think once again it's probably because maybe subconsciously I didn't see anyone looking like me in that position but also I just thought that I wasn't good enough for it and obviously when you get older puts...
2: who, who told you you wasn't good enough did you realise that when you would play with other people or what were, were other people Telling you, listen. Nah, because when I played with other people,
0: I was usually winning. Um, But it's just more like when you see when you see them on the telly or you see them on TV, yeah. well I laugh at you, you didn't think I was winning. No,
2: no, no. No, no, okay. I don't
0: think you ever, ever,
1: ever, ever. Did you ever lose?
0: Yeah, I lost the moves a lot of time. Moses is much better than me when, when we were younger. Uh, Moses is is a better tennis player than me in general. Oh, oh,
2: this is tennis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought we were talking about football. <laughs> oh, uh, no, no, no. Because I was, I was saying, wh- what made you realise that you weren't good enough in football? Yeah, but is it... But other, other oh, is it, the same, is it the same in tennis as well?
0: It's say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same okay, in tennis. Because okay, when okay. you see okay. people on TV and stuff, you, you
2: realise the levels are different. Yeah, but where where were they at your age? You're I reckon they're your... probably
0: much, but I reckon they're much better because I started tennis later. Because th- a lot of these tennis players, they started playing tennis when they were like four, or five. I only started well, when I was like ten.
2: Anthony Joshua started professional boxing at sixteen. Why was yeah, he the but, world but, heavyweight champion? For because, how many
3: years?
0: but that's a very different example because he's genetically extremely gifted. Number one, if you look at the guy, is like he's an Adonis, even when he wasn't like boxing, he was massive, and. Yeah, but I don't know. But, well maybe maybe that's true. He had a, he had that self-belief. Yeah, okay. you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. And then another factor is when you get older, well, when I got older, my mum was like pushing me more into like education and like just yeah, like, yeah. Like, be realistic. You you're like, Sick, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I think I, think I, think I worst.
2: I think that's the worst piece of advice you can ever give to someone. Be realistic.
0: Yeah, 100 percent Yeah. From yeah. from my point of view, I always sort of knew that I was like academically academically quite good as well um
2: yeah so it's more like I was I, w- like... I, I wish I, was, I flopped my GCSEs because <laughs> then, <laughs> I, was, then you could have, <laughs> yeah, I would have went into like then. a football college or something like that
0: yeah all or nothing type thing. but yeah I don't know it's I can't really give you like a because I feel like whatever reason I give it's just
2: you can't give me a concrete reason
0: as to why no I, I will give you a concrete reason I'm better I was better at academia than I was at sports that that's that's my genuine reason. I was better at doing exams than I was at playing sports. And it was more of a realistic it was more of a realistic aim for me because it's worked out eventually, essentially, if that makes sense. Yes. Oh, fair enough, yeah. And if you ask me right now, would I swap my job as a doctor to be a footballer or player? I'll say no, never in a million years.
2: Really? Yeah, never. Is that only because of the commitment you had for that many years in med school and in uni and stuff like that? Or no, just even just based
0: on Well yeah, that's probably part of it as well, but just based on the whole the whole role that it is like just cause,
2: what, like cause, just... I'm, cause imagine the millions of people you'd be inspiring as a tennis player or footballer. Look at the millions of kids of ethnic minorities that'll be like, listen, milan Jacob, I wanna be like him. You're not thinking about that. You're only thinking like how you are because you are a doctor. Yeah, true. Because look at look at human son. The impact he's had on South Koreans in football is insane.
0: Yeah, true. But you gotta understand he his talent is crazy. Yeah, but, he, but, but but that but, uh, but that's the thing. That's the thing though, yeah. Well so you're if saying
2: he, you're gonna be that average Joe when you're playing professionally. We're putting you in a scenario where you're not your standout player. But then that's like a that's a different that's a different complete different question that you're asking me because the reality is I wouldn't have even been
0: like near the levels of any professional if I was to pursue exactly. it. Exactly. The be. reality
2: is you're a doctor.
0: So. No, but that's but that's because because my talent levels like quote unquote talent levels or my ability for academia is much different to my ability in sports. If that makes sense.
2: Okay. You get what I mean? Is that, is that
1: because you put more time into academia than you did into sports when you could have?
2: That's or the thing. you were
1: you, or like mm. at that time, were you more driven to like you? You said it was more realistic for you to study hard than to train hard to be Definitely. tennis player, football player. Do you know
0: what that, uh, Do you know what? Now I'm thinking about. It. See, you knew me when I was a kid. I was quite fat in it. That could even be that could even be a factor because my my fitness levels weren't that high when I was like a kid. Whereas now it's different because I feel like I'm much better at sports now than when I was a kid, just because of because of like weight and stuff like that in it. Mm. So I feel like maybe that did discourage me as well. And it wasn't like I was like motivated to be like, oh, you know what? Let me bang gym and just like get fit so I can then pursue this. It just wasn't really like a. know. Yeah. And, and also another thing, like I think it's very important, actually, what you said, Brandon, when you're looking around like was Mobs was in uni. He was like he, was, he had a good job and I was like, oh, right, like, yeah, he's like focused on academia. And then all my cousins, they all went through the uni degree. I was like, oh, that's like the go to option in it. Mm. Um, yeah, it's interesting. What about what about
1: you guys? See, you want to be a professional cricketer. Yeah, I wanted to. I, I yeah, I, I I didn't like studying. I re, I hated it, and I don't think I'm that good at it either. Um, but for me, like I feel like obviously the more time you put into something, the better you get at it. And I feel like I just the pressure. I mean. Mum and dad pressured me a lot into just studying, 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 and like a lot of tuition and stuff. Because I, th- I knew I wasn't the most academically gifted person, and there's, but there was times when I told my parents like, "Please stop wasting money on this tuition. It's not worth it." Um, but they obviously, like they wouldn't listen. To it. They would, they send me tuition. But I remember, like when I was younger, um, well Tom was obviously. I think I was like uh, twelve, and Tom was, um ten or Tom was nine and he started playing football. He started playing for his football team. And I was like, Oh my God, I wanna do this. I wanna I wanna I wanna do this just like he does, isn't it? So then I went training and but like, I, I got into the team, the guy was like probably gassing me I was like, Oh mate, you're you you're doing you're doing sick in it. Oh. At that time I didn't think I was good at football at all. Like I didn't I didn't like it oh. but then this guy like he, he 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 made me feel so confident in my ability that I thought I was the best player in the world. So then I, I was like telling my mum I was like I I think I should do this um more more often. I should I should I should play football or I should play cricket or whatever. Um but I at that point, like it was, it was stopped because GCSEs or whatnot. But um, yeah, I really wanted to like make it as a professional cricketer. I knew I wouldn't make it as a professional footballer because I saw how like I, I saw how like the the levels you see of how good some people That's are. My, that was
0: my point. That was my point. No, you. Like, Brandon, it's... No, now Brandon's gonna say to you. But if you work harder, why would you limit yourself? How, how, no, how would but, you know you wouldn't have been as good? No, Listen. 100%. I agree with Brandon. Okay. I agree
1: with Brandon, but it's just... I I could argue saying I wasn't allowed to work as hard as I wanted at football because I had to put more energy into studying. Same with me. Same, I'd say that as well. I, only I, really I can, I can say it now. I feel like I could have I made like it 10. as a professional cricketer if I
2: really, really, really tried hard. I think anyone can say that. And everyone yeah. who says that has the right to say that.
0: Yeah. No, but do they? Do they really though?
2: Because I think so. Bro, Ronaldo has been a role model to all. Look, he didn't really have any natural talent. Look at no, he did. He did. He did. From young, from young, from a baby. If you compare, no, 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 no. If you compare him to Messi, Messi was levels above him.
0: Well, what age though?
2: At like um, six, seven years old.
0: Oh, fine. Okay, fine. I thought you meant sporting Lisbon times fine, fine, fine. No, okay. no, 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 he
2: was already pro by then. Dude. Yeah, but yeah, but even then, he
0: still improved his mm. talent from that level. No, so I agree. Yeah, I agree yeah. with what you say. Yeah, yeah. But yeah,
1: but, uh, but the question, the question we're asking is why is there not many brown professional footballers, right?
2: Oh, so we're segueing into that now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wait.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So why, yeah. why do, why do you think that is? Do you think you it's the what, reasons why
1: we kind of mentioned?
2: You know it in what? Okay, we you know we, we, we have discussed this before, you know. We have, we have, we have, we yeah, have. But we want to inform the the brown people listening at home. Yeah, <laughs> we want
0: to motivate them. But basically, I I think it comes because you know what I had a very interesting conversation about this with um uh Gerald Uncle um in one of the tournaments, and basically the the conclusion that we came to is that one of the so what the two different factors i feel like yeah actually there's one main factor and which i i i, I definitely experienced and it's that brown parents aren't very well, i say brown parents but i don't want to like generalize but traditional brown parents aren't very proactive in pushing their children towards playing sports
2: i think nowadays they are but yeah. that's what's what
0: that as a traditional brown parents that's aren't. The, oh, okay yeah yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. na- nowadays, like, for example, if you look at Dylan Markande or Zidane Iqbal, their parents are, like, very on it to, like, they were very on it to, like, push them into sports and,
2: like... But the thing is, with a lot of brown... With a lot of, um, I'd say, Asians growing up, academically, they're up there. Very rarely you find an Asian that's that's stupid. Do you get me?
0: But we're talking to CJ right now, aren't we? I'm joking, I'm
1: joking. I um, put oh, no,
2: my hand up. Why, why are you violating my, my co-host, bro? All right, listen, mate. Don't you... make me remove you from the. <laughs> no, movie. sorry. because 'cause he's got MBBS in it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Shame, that's All that's right. That's right. That's <laughs> right every every yeah, time that's we that's talk good. to him, let's call him Doctor now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, now everyone's gonna think I'm an actual dickhead. When when
2: they realize the fact you that I knew
0: Sage, you know, when I, I me and Sage have known each other when we were six, yeah. So oh. we can violate each other on another level. The stuff that Sage says to me, I'm not gonna bring out in public because because <laughs> uh because uh, people think i'm getting bullied but basically what i'm going to say is brown parents or traditional brown parents are not very keen on pushing their children towards sports or football and now me up, the reason why it links back to what i said before and it's because generally speaking they know that going into academia or education is a certified process they've seen people go through it and they know you can reap the rewards from it it's it's from their point of view. It's almost faultless because they know their success at the end of it. Whereas when it comes to football and sports, they must have heard millions or not millions, like loads of stories of people trying to make it pro, but they haven't made it. So nah, it's more of a risky option weird. for them.
2: Nah, they, these are Asian parents, they hear one story <laughs> that doesn't work out, bro. But e- but either way, it's still a fact. Even if it's, it's one story or not, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Still... Like like getting to into sports. You can be the greatest player in the world, but there's so many other factors that that you have to put in put into the equation to actually make it professional. Yeah, facts. That's the thing. And with um Asian parents, they like to they like to utilize their mathematical skills with, with, with stuff like that. They're like the probability mm-hmm. of this happening so little. So why not go the safe route? Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Exactly, and that's. I think
0: that's a major factor as to why there aren't many brown people in professional sports in general, let alone just even football. Uh, yeah, yeah.
3: Do
0: you know what I mean? And do you know what? Do you know what Uncle said? When I spoke to Uncle, he was. We were, uh, the, was he the, took another the, angle.
2: What was Uncle saying?
0: So Uncle, this is actually. So we we took another angle, another angle at it and we were like, why oh, aren't pop. scouts? Why aren't scouts? Yeah, for those of you that don't know, Jared Uncle is Brandon's dad um so why aren't scouts or professional scouts or like football teams actively trying to bring in or trying to tap into that brown population and find more brown footballers to go professional and he basically said it's because they know of this whole history of like brown parents aren't going to be that keen on pushing their children to playing professional football they'll focus more on academics that's basically what his view is. so i think it's a two-way thing I and mean, there's that understanding that was, like, just that understanding that they're not going to be fully committed, or not fully committed, but their parents aren't going to. There's going to be a lot of friction towards that. There's, if you think about it as like a river, yeah, there's more friction for the path that a brown person takes into football as opposed to a white person or a black person or someone well, else. But
2: okay, but I'm going to ask you this: What? Why yeah. is there friction?
0: There's friction because of the traditional view that a lot of the brown parents have.
2: Is it only that, or? Could you say, listen, scouts want to protect Asian people due to I don't know racism, maybe? I think
0: that I, could I, be. I, well, I think yeah. Oh, I think it'll be naive for us to think that there's no. I, I don't know. I don't want to use the word as strong as racism, but there could be yeah. a subconscious bias involved. There's definitely so,
2: bias. some some discrimination. At yeah, least. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because when you say race, I feel like using it as, a, as as a defense again for for like brown people to say that oh it's so that they're not racist that you're not picking a brown person but I feel like it's the opposite Like I guess... no, I'm not
2: saying that I'm saying because look at how the football fans England especially how they reacted to us losing the Euros mm-hmm. they targeted three black players who missed the penalty yeah. imagine imagine if it was Asian Asian people taking the penalty I think it'd be a lot worse do you think so? I think so
1: I guess like maybe with the whole racism thing that obviously it's, it's existed from the start, right? And the, the in football they say oh kick racism out of football blah, blah blah, but bro they don't if, really care about. It.
0: I'm telling you they don't care about it. I'm telling you. No, I, now. I
1: don't think they do. They don't. And I think... Bro,
0: if they cared about racism, bro, when the Super League thing was there, yeah, it took them mm-hmm. three days to eradicate it from football. Yeah, when but this racism thing's been going on for years and they still haven't fully kicked but, it out. They no, like... but
2: but that's that's a. You can't really compare that. No, you can't. Because how
0: many times has Gary Neville come on Sky Sports and spoken about racism, and how many times did he speak about Super League and all this stuff that he actually cares about?
2: Yeah, that's the thing. But you can't, Gary Neville. You gotta expect that's a white male. Legit, They're, they're, they're on the top of the list. When it comes no, that, to, that's what I'm saying so, the he, like, so he, he doesn't even, he doesn't even experience racism so why the hell exactly he, hes exactly, he's yeah. going to experience the impacts the detrimental impact of Manchester United joining the super league the thing is he doesn't experience racism so why I say even if the but people, but that's not an excuse to not bring no, it up so no, that's but the like, thing is even the people who experience excuse. racism on those shows they're going to be told by the hierarchies backstage the white males especially yeah you, you know let's try and keep the spotlight on that a bit. Low. That's what I'm saying. So,
0: and, and bottom line is they don't care enough about it to do anything about it because they're not affected by it.
2: Hmm.
0: And it's not and and and
2: it's like Listen, if, like it, if, it, if people, it's not hurting their pockets they don't care.
0: Exactly, and I feel like too many people just accept that's the reality. Well, probably fair enough. It might probably not even change, but I don't think it's fair to sort of just be like, ah, oh, they're never going to do anything about it. There's nothing that we can do. Like just because they don't experience racism doesn't mean they shouldn't talk out talk out against it and explain why it's bad and like how we should try and raise awareness for it. It's the whole really thing like you can't they, just not be did, racist.
1: Yeah, it really. If they did really care about it, like there would be so much more they can do to actually eradicate it. Hundred percent, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think the the change needs to come from the top up. Like it, as long as you know the, the 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 top of the top of FIFA and all that are, are white males, I don't think there's ever going to be a change in that. There's always going to be racism. So yeah, and just to go back to that question, do you think
0: so? There aren't there are hardly any brown professional footballers. So what do you think are the main factors? So we've spoken about brown parents and their like sort of attitude towards it, uh, maybe the friction. But what what else sort of? I mean, obviously maybe like. Not racism, but, like, subconscious bias towards the brown... Do
1: you think Do you think genetics plays a part
0: in it?
2: Mm. Mm. Oh. I didn't really think of that. Because... I mean, but the thing is, I don't really know the facts on Asian genetics. You know, how we can be disadvantaged or advantaged, in a way. Yeah,
0: yeah the, o- the only thing that I would say that I... Was, I- I strongly know is the fact that asian people are genetically predisposed to having a lot of fat on their bellies
2: and their waist oh yeah Um, we're like skinny fat in it yeah because like because of that all that martin curry chicken (laughs) that, brother. and (laughs)
0: also like back in the day our ancestors had there was loads of like famine back in the day and when you when you go through starvation your body prioritizes fat around your main organs which is like around your belly so hence why like that's yeah that's basically gone on like that's passed on through generations mm. and Hence why it's quite hard for us evolution all that shit yeah basically um and like genetically black people are extremely gifted physically like they've got oh, yeah. very good muscle composition they're like natural amazing athletes. Wow. um so i'm not yeah i wouldn't really know too much about the genetic aspects of it
3: yeah
0: um there's definitely a discrepancy socially and the attitudes
2: towards so a person's holistic development so how they how they grow um, um, physically um, socially emotionally that's all factors that are taken into consideration when they want someone to you know join their group and the thing is with a lot of asian people they can feel ostracized so you know that means like excluded from certain groups and I feel like it goes back to how they grow up so the thing is with a lot of Asian people they stick around with you know people like them you see uh, Asian people they're playing cricket because there's a lot of Asians playing yeah CJ CJ, you said you what you said I want to play football because your brother was doing it and you were saying listen I I'm going into you know uni degree because you saw Mobs do it you saw a family around you do it, so you thought, you know, so it's like that subconscious. You're sticking to what you know because it's safe.
1: And I it's think as a kid, like when you when you're growing up say for example we spoke about asian parents and how they would kind of influence their kids on what they want to what they should do growing up so like say um i feel like i'm uh, maybe a white parent or a black parent are more inclined to say when a child says oh, i want to be a footballer i want to be a sports person or whatever to encourage that whereas an asian parent would be like no you need to study or you need to focus on your studies and i think that has a huge impact on you when you're growing up like i feel like you, you would automatically start thinking okay i need to prioritise this than than actually something that I really enjoy which is sports or dance or like drama or something creative um, rather than something academic I think that, yeah. that also plays a huge part in it and also when...
0: sorry, sorry to cut sorry yeah. off, this is actually I, I want to link that with what Brandon said previously he said you hardly ever see an Indian person who's like quite I don't want to use the word dumb because it's like a really harsh word but you hardly ever see an Indian person who's not very academic which I semi disagree, but let's say we let's say we roll with that. Yeah. Um. Let's say let's say Asian people are in general are quite good academically. Do you think? Exactly. Having yeah. having that multitude of talents, like for example, good at football but also being talented academics, Do you think that sort of shoots them in the foot because they you know? Choose. Yeah, they have to pick and choose because yeah, then they won't be fully committed to football because it's like, oh, it's can't. Like if that one doesn't work out, I've got this. Do you do you reckon that sort of like?
2: Yeah, you're not going, you it's not an all or nothing, innit? That's yeah,
1: the I feel like there's not enough done to like kind of for well to persuade someone to um kind of pursue both of those things at the same time. Like, they shouldn't have to pick and choose between one, I guess. Yeah. They can try and you know work both. I feel like there's, there's footballers who are like really smart, there's yeah, cricket, yeah, there's yeah. Who are really smart, and they do They they they're, they're still academically. You know, gifted and they're successful, yet they're also successful sports people as well. Um, so
0: yeah, do you think think it will change? Do you think we'll get more and more and more brown people coming into professional sports?
2: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, give it,
0: give it, give it 10 20 20.
2: years, you'll see a lot more Asians.
0: Yeah, it's just naturally going to happen, isn't it? Because in about like 10 20 years, people from people like us who were born and brought up in the uk or like i was in, brought up in the uk are going to be the parents of that young generation exactly, so we'll have exactly. more of like an open mind and we'll kind of push them exactly. towards yeah um sports or any other like career path other than academics and things like that yeah
3: um
1: yeah it's just interesting
3: right?
0: I'm yeah, I think that's why that, there's like um, a lot
1: more, a lot more clubs, place. like clubs and extracurricular activities now than they were maybe when we were a lot younger. Just simply because I feel like par- parents are more kind of like encouraging their children to do what they really want to do, and there's so, like the, they, 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 they yeah, I feel like there's more clubs or like more like um, activities and stuff available to kids now, and there's there's so many kids. That I, 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 didn't know that. Um, how, what's it called Paddleboarding was a was a thing when I was younger. What's a, what's a, mm. is basically, like when you stand on a on a on a surfboard and you paddle.
2: Oh what? Yeah. Oh that's what it's called. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's, oh. there's there's
1: loads of different kinds of activities and stuff that I thought I didn't even exist when I was young. Yeah. Hmm. Ah.
3: Uh,
0: and then sort of just I think just to sort of um speak a bit more about like. I think, Brandon, you spoke about like Project Mbappe and like when, we're, when we're like parents and stuff like going into the future. Mm. Um, have you guys just staying with that, like thinking about the future, have you guys had any ideas of whether you're going to stay or live in the UK or move abroad in the future or settle down in a different country or whatever?
2: Ooh. It would be nice to kind of experience other countries living there. Mm-hmm uh but oh, that's a, this this is the thing you can you can use this exact um question to compare with career paths so like myself exploring other options yeah. the thing is i'm comfortable with where i am i'm com- comfortable in the uk london beautiful city has literally everything you need but am i willing to go out of my way to explore you know cities like Toronto, or Chicago, in New York, even in Asia. The thing is, if I was going to move, I'd probably go to America and uh, settle down there, or just. I I would like to go on holiday there. I would. I'd probably. Yeah. I'd probably like to stay there for a couple of months. See the quality of life. See, you know, can I raise a family here? Sort of thing. That's that's all the factors I got to take into consideration and. You know how easy is it is it to you know stay in contact with my parents, my brothers, other mm-hmm. family, X Y and Z? Because I don't want to leave the life that I have here in London. That's the thing. Because if I leave, it's not like everything else is coming with me. I'm I'm basically starting anew. So yeah, but that's would why. You,
0: could you could you argue? Could I
2: could with... I see myself doing it? Probably. Cause the thing is, my dad, he came over from Malaysia. Yeah, if you guys yeah. don't know, my dad, he lived in Malaysia for 23 years, and then he he went to Florida, Canada, to to see if we were gonna settle down there. But then he ended up like in London. So yeah. So I wouldn't have met you guys, cause I would have been like one years old or something like that. Yeah. Cause that's when I went went to America. So yeah. What about
1: you, Sage? No, I, I like the idea of moving around. I don't like I I I, I don't know I I've spoken to you about this before. Like when I was younger I always wanted to go back to India and settle there. No. Because, no,
2: it's like bro, I, 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 you I was, you just I, said when Bilal was mocking you. You're like, "Oh, why does it have to be India?" No, no, no
1: that that's what I thought initially because obviously I was born there and I, I, a large part of my childhood was spent in India. Like I was there till I was 8. Mm. And I always thought to All myself right. like, "Yeah, I'm coming to the UK, but I I always love going back home." As in yeah, yeah, I, I refer to it as home. So, I'd love to like someday go back and actually settle there. But before I do that, I'd love to live in another country other than the UK. Um, yeah. Like I, I was talking to you about guys about Canada. Like I really like Canada. I'd love to so live what, there.
2: What about what, what Canada? Uh, Toronto.
1: Oh, okay. the six. The six, six. yeah. The yeah.
2: yeah. Six. six. Yeah. No, guns, go, go,
1: go guns, I went. Guns. I went on holiday Hispanic. there a couple of years yeah. ago, and like, like the quality of life, the people, and also I was looking at the kind of job I could do there. The job I'm doing in the uk now i would get paid like double how much i'm getting paid here but the thing in, is in the, in canada
2: okay, i'm gonna you off is- there Siege. no no go 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 uh, is, is the thing is you said you really haven't found your ideal career part yeah when you move to canada is that mm-hmm. something that you from the uk you want to take there or would you want to start a new and find a new career in? so in canada? i wouldn't i wouldn't
1: move without knowing what i'd be doing to support myself if i'm moving to to that destination i can't just go there blind and expect to just be you know surviving i'd have to have some kind of plan so that's why i said canada because like the job prospect i'd have there with what i'm doing now is is a possibility that's why i said yeah canada would be a good place because i've I've been there before i know what it's like and job prospect wise it would be a cool a cool place to to work as well um but India, like it's somewhere I'd go back just to chill, like to retire basically. Um,
2: okay, so what what age would you see yourself going to India? Uh, say say everything works out. Mm, Sixty five. Oh,
1: so only four
0: more years. You gonna see?
3: <laughs> what?
2: So only yeah, only five. a few more years. Only a Yeah, few yeah, years.
1: yeah. I'll, I'll be there five years time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but um, with Canada, um, mm. do you have any family that? That's over there at the moment.
1: No, I don't know if you found me there. It's just like, it's just, when I, when I went there to, to, to travel, it just seemed like a homely place. Nice, um, nice. It just seemed like a nice place to settle down and start. Um, and to be fair, I've got a, a few friends who, who, who live there now, who've moved oh, nice. there and lived there. And, yes. you know, they, they, they there's, no, there's nothing bad they'd say about Canada. But, mm. I mean, I, again, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, do I really want to leave the UK? Because, how you spoke about leaving everything behind i don't think it'll be that easy to just leave everything like your friends your family you know it's it's not gonna be
2: you don't know the value of something until you lose
1: it. yeah yeah like i i I have a colleague who moved from canada actually to the to the uk um she came over like a few months ago now and Mm -hmm. her child also came over the child is like 13 14 14 years old now and like they're struggling till this day with the whole transition and she was saying that like it, it's it's at the time she was like really excited about moving um mm. and she moved over and a child was still in her kid was still in America- until in Canada, and she moved over like last month started school, and she hates it like the the she the transition for the child is so much harder than it was for her, and it makes me realize that like it, it, you might move to a de- like a destination thinking it's the best thing for you, mm. but you have to think about the impact it has on like other people in your life as well, like your immediate family. The thing is,
2: with the cost of living in the UK right now, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a shambles. Like from moving from the UK to another country because the pound is so strong, can be beneficial for you. But if you're moving from a weaker currency to the UK, you could be struggling with you know the cost of living and stuff like that. So that's part yeah, factor that you got to. But I think
0: overall, I think it just highlights how much our parents struggled when they were, uh, yeah. like just. Migrating, from... oh, but stuff was dirt cheap back then,
2: bro.
0: No, but it's not even that, just like learning the language. Like, my parents oh, were yeah, blue and honest, just yeah. in general, like coming to a westernized yeah, country from yeah, like, like my parents came from Bahrain, like just coming yeah. to a westernized country, they no doubt they probably did experience racism.
2: How, how old um, were your parents when they came?
0: I think late 30s, early 40s. Oh,
2: mad. What same yeah. yeah, same. Oh, so my mom came here when she was 11, and my dad. 23 so mm, like,
0: yeah my parents came late yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: um so, so they, my parents are encouraging us to speak in english at home so their english would get better
2: brother i am wa- trying to make my mom speak to me more in malayalam because i when i lost my my grandmother she was the only source who cp yeah not she was the only one who was kind of talking to us in malayalam so the little we picked up was only from her and the thing is at the same time, she was also trying to improve on our English. So mm. like we got a mix of of both. And like my parents didn't speak to me in Malayalam. My dad didn't speak to me in Malay, because he can also speak Malay as well. So like mm. I'm just I'm just stranded. I'm some Velicodin. Like some coconut. <gasps> that, that means like, white man. Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, bro No, <laughs> I know that, bro. <laughs> Why do you think yeah, I said I, I know 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 it? It. I'll
0: say it for the sake of the listeners? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah.
2: But yeah. Yeah, um, yeah.
3: It's. I, I feel think, a bit. I yeah. feel a
2: bit disadvantaged, and you know, I can't really take credit as being an Asian, not even learning my mother's tongue.
3: And no, you can. You,
0: because it's just your life experience that determined whether or not you can speak. Malayalam
3: or not
1: isn't it mm, yeah yeah true you know what I mean mm. how would you justify I mean say if you if you did choose to move what would you need to be ready before you choose to do that um I feel like Milan you haven't really spoken much much about this moving to a different country like, what why is that it's actually you is, don't want to move it's an saying,
2: all-inclusive podcast you you got you got to put um, your, just because you do the bloody intro, don't mean you <laughs> need to <say anything laughs> and no, then... I'm, just,
0: I'm just so interested in uh, listening to you guys uh, just to share your beautiful thoughts, didn't I, was just uh, taking a step back.
2: Hey, that's um, waffle, that's waffle.
0: Yeah, it's true, you got, all you guys do is chat was. but anyway, um, <laughs> nah, basically, I have thought about a lot, um, I don't know if you, you know, like Manu, Manu was, so we'll talk about more hey, big Manu. Big up Manu for the
2: feedback. Anyway. Yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah Respect respect the man, man always 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 uh, our number one support always appreciate, always
2: always appreciate thing, yeah
0: man. got a heart of gold man honestly um but what he was thinking initially previously like he was thinking like relocating to different countries and one of the places he was thinking of was America and when he was going through that process I was considering it as well um but I think this, uh this what I basically analyzed was I realized that the main reason why I wanted to go to America is because you get paid more um as a doctor over there but then just thinking about it I didn't think money was a good enough reason for me to leave everything behind here like you said Brandon Um, and also like when you when you move over to a different country you need to take into consideration a lot of different things that you don't actually think about now for example when you when you move you think about if I'm going to be there long term I need to think about the education system of the whole country because my children will be going to school there and things like that and I just didn't think that like oh, I would use American ex- as an example, but I feel like UK has a very good education system. I don't think the america America can really compare. Um so things like that really kind of discourage me. But I do definitely want to go and live in a different country for at least a year or so and
2: see see what yeah, it's like just yeah, for an experience. Yeah,
0: be and because yeah. I did the, the world is so much bigger than London, like oh, regardless of whether they want to accept man. it or not.
2: The world is beautiful, man.
0: Yeah. Um
1: but yeah that's where I stand at the moment nice nice and the other thing I was going to say yeah is that I feel like our parents work so hard for us to have like these opportunities and like the the life that we have kind of in front of us and the opportunity by that I mean like the opportunity that we have to like travel the world um and experience so many experiences that I feel like when they were young they didn't have the ability to do so and like I feel like, you know, we should make the most of that. Um, 100%. Yeah. And, and like, my parents always say that, you know, they, they always want to go on holiday to those different places and, and things like that. And, like, I feel so happy that we're in a position that we're able to do that and actually, you know, take them on adventures with us and stuff like, stuff like that. I feel like a lot of that, I feel like we take that for granted, the ability to just go, like, somewhere across Europe um or like to America or like you know anywhere in the world really we have the ability to just do that like back in the day our parents would have dreamt of like coming to the UK or even going to like you know France or like Belgium or wherever and I feel like you know we should really like really cherish that and I think for that reason right. you know I I would I love exploring I love just going to those different places and enjoy even if it's just you know to a place in the UK that I've never been to before it's just exploring the world and seeing new places that you've never been to before um it's just it's something you know uh, the word wanderlust um springs to mind it's just like the the i can't i I don't know definition but i think it it, it's the joy of exploring new places or or seeing new things or experiences Mm. stuff like that um and i think that's something very special about it um we should be very lucky to to actually have the opportunity to to do that there you Strong go desires, that, that's probably. what i meant but
0: that's not what i said no i agree with you though because like with all the opportunities that our parents have worked hard to give us or open up opportunities for us i think we we the least we can do is pay back to them and actually like make take advantage of those opportunities because because i'm sure if you ask like all three of us if you ask each of our parents their their biggest wish or their, the, mer- the thing that brings them like the most joy in their life is seeing their children like succeed or just like doing well in life isn't it yeah, i think one yeah. thing that we one thing that that we can do is just make the most use of those opportunities to make them happy and obviously like make advantage because because then it shows them that what all that struggle they went through wasn't for nothing
2: yeah
0: exactly. you know what yeah, i mean yeah.
2: so i think that's quite important <laughs> it um,
0: deep it, bro. yeah now on that note i think we should move on to our waffle or jam segment all before right. someone starts crying
2: um, <laughs> let me turn off my camera <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um my first statement for the waffle or jam segment is Drake is a top five artist of all time. See all right,
1: go and see just Toronto, boy. Jam jam, Toronto jam, boy. jam 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 jam, jam, jam for jam, me. Jam. I love Drake man. I love jam. Drake. Nah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's top five of all After time. after yeah. after Malu hits, yeah i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking like my like my music taste is very weird isn't it like i listen to loads of loads of stuff yeah but i yeah and it's just like, like it's like a jukebox like a radio but one of the first rap artists that i ever got introduced to was drake and like to this day, he drops bangers. He's not someone who's kind of just faded away with time, or like his songs have not been hitting as hard. that like, he finds he, he's can I say t- t- timeless? He, his his ability to just adapt to you know the the times timeless, time. yeah. changing. It's just been, you know, unprecedented. Like, no one else, has. I feel like, has been able to do the same that he does so consistently over such a long period of time. So, yeah, 100%. Drake, Drake's one of the, one of the, if not the GOAT. Uh,
0: okay, the, the, the second, that, that, that's more for me. Uh, okay,
1: yeah, I was hoping one of you just put in and talk now.
0: Oh, fine. Man. He's not the GOAT, but he's top five artists of all the time. I agree he's with you. He's top like... five, yeah he's definitely top five like versatility multiple different genres like longevity been doing it for like 10 plus years
2: he got um, the decade stuff like yeah
0: that. yeah crazy 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 yeah, and like the one crazy. main thing that people hold against him is that he's got a ghostwriter um but even then like he, you can just see his ta- his talent is crazy yeah, fault. Um,
2: yeah
3: yeah
0: crazy And and even just in general like with with the music stuff, like what he's done, just being an icon in general, I think he's 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 so smart and so calculated in everything that he does. And I think he's just he's just he just levels above everyone else in the scene, man. I, I personally think. Um what was I gonna say? There was that and if you wanna talk about numbers, you can talk about numbers. Like he's he all his albums number one. Like he, he he's at a point where only a few artists are at the at the moment, which is that he can drop anything and it'll go number one. Mm. And he doesn't even need to, like, promote it. He'll just drop it and he would just go number one.
2: But is it because um, of that loyalty he has with the fans? Yeah, but and that's what makes him
0: so great, though, I feel like. Okay.
2: Because yeah. in order
0: to... Because think about it. Who are the, who are the other artists that, that can just drop anything and we will just go number one? He's, no, he's one of them. Adele is another one. Beyonce is another one. Who else would you say?
2: J- and, uh, Bruno Mars?
0: Bruno Mars, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. And potentially Ed Sheeran, I'd say.
2: Potentially, yeah.
0: But then these people are like, these are great, great artists we're talking about, it. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I think, but then the, just to play devil's advocate, top five of all time, would you say? Drake is top five of all time. Now, think about Michael Jackson. Think about who are the other, like Aretha Franklin, Miss Presley, Whitney, Whitney Houston, John, Elvis, John. Beatles i think drake's up there think, to be honest with you i think i think drake is up there there's, then, then you try and deep then you try and deep the fact that it's like top five of all time and then
1: i think he's like my top five of all time he would be up there because growing up like if obviously there's periods of time in your in your life where you've listened to certain artist for a for a prolonged period of time right yeah and for me, I feel like there was a long period of time that I've listened to Drake, and there's songs now I would go back and I'd still be hooked on for like two, three days, like Drake songs. Yeah, yeah, true, so yeah. I feel like for yeah. that reason, I feel like he would be on top five. He might not be the the greatest top five he's artist definitely of all time, but yeah. But for me, as far as my my love for music is concerned, I feel like my love for music grew more after listening to Drake because I was le- I learned to appreciate kind of like rap in a different way. Um, yeah. I kind of feel like he's feel eloquent. To do that. I think he's yeah. very eloquent
0: in the way he delivers yeah. it. And I agree. Like, I think in the, this is going to sound so weird, but in the grand scheme of things, I don't think he's top five of all time. But for me, from my own yeah, experience yeah, yeah. and my relationship yeah. with music, he is top yeah. five of all time. Yeah, just definitely. because of the way he's impacted music for me, and like yeah. he's ma- he's been a major part of like the music that I've listened to. Yeah.
1: Um, and like, the, what I was going to say was like there's artists that that are featured on Drake's songs that I've been like oh I, I really like this artist and I would have never listened to that artist before if it weren't give for you, a, give you give you I G- 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 yeah, G- 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 never like, heard of Gibion. Like, G- G- party next door Party on. next yeah. Door what someone else like young teflon he's, yeah. he's 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 even even um dave like Dave, know dave reasons, dave yeah, yeah dave blew up after you know and when you really think about it like if you could argue that you have to be that great for to to be a platform for other artists to actually excel. If you give them the opportunity, like yeah, if, and, for example, like yeah. someone smaller, if if they allowed like someone, say, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to use any examples to people will disagree. But if if um if you know mm-hmm. someone gave like a small rapper, like someone a little bit smaller than Drake, maybe gave a small rapper the opportunity, they would they would much rather get the opportunity from Drake rather than somebody else because they know that. Yeah they, their career will kind of skyrocket after that feature with Drake. If
0: yeah, that makes sense.
1: And mm. it's like you
0: yeah, you, you can talk about the qualitative stuff and then the quant what's that bar that Drake had? It's like it was in it was in his newest album It's was something like, about ain't making this shit about the numbers all I know. It's like bro the numbers are there like he's everything he drops he goes number 1 like the streams everything. Um but yeah, now nah. I think, that, I think the, that was quite an easy read,
1: one. Obviously, there's a lot, there's <coughs> there's a lot of beef and stuff in rap isn't it, and I I think the way that Drake deals with the beef is quite sly and calculated as he's well. Smart, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He is, yeah. He is, he is. Like he drops sly digs and stuff in songs and and albums, and yeah. you'd have to be really careful to actually like, listen out for it. Yeah. So it's not obvious, and it doesn't cause a lot of controversy unless obviously the people that he's aiming at knows know know what they say what, what he's saying. But yeah. even then it's just like he does it in a way where it's 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 not like it's not like he's not scrapping with anyone. He's like picking it's like a chess match. Which I it think is, is also it, is. it actually yeah.
0: is a chess match and it's like and and it's one of them was where he doesn't need to explain himself. He knows yeah. that if you know, you know, type thing, it? Yeah. He doesn't yeah. have to go dive in. I think he's very smart. He's very smart in the way he does. Things. Um I'm gonna move on to the next statement unless there's an, unless you wanna add anything to that. No. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So next next statement is Manchester City will win the Champions
3: League this season. Oh, I gotta think about that one.
1: Early days still.
2: Yeah. Very early days. Who 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 who's a threat? Who would win it? If it's not them, that's what you gotta think about.
0: That's the, that's the thing. That's oh, the yeah.
2: thing. Would you
1: say Would you, you say got to PSG think about or... Real Madrid? You, you
2: said PSG are about... a threat. Yeah. PSG can sorry, always I'm... be a threat. I've a threat, I've, like. I've watched some of their league games. Yeah, they, but they they look so bad. No, but they 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 just they're destined to capitulate on the big stage. PSG. Yeah. They haven't got that that something. It, Inside of each of the players that you that need to. Je ne of... sais
0: quoi they don't have that. Je exactly, sais quoi. exactly. You know what I mean, bro, they don't have that source.
2: Yeah.
0: And it's and it's like you said, it, it's shown time and time again. They've just like imploded. They've just mm. like the the situations just got too big for them, and they just like.
2: They ain't got no ice in their veins, bro.
0: They don't. They don't. Oh. And it, I think part of it comes down we'll, to... How we'll, we'll,
2: that see, we'll see if how messy Mbappe and Neymar perform. If they are able to, you know, perform how MSN did against mm. teams like Bayern and stuff like that, then maybe there's a chance. Because those three, unbelievable players, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, there's a threat whenever any of them are on the ball. It's not just yeah. one person you're watching out for. Like with Real Madrid, yeah. you got to watch out for two people. Vinicius and... Kareem bendemos Yeah.
0: But one Whereas, thing that I will say with the... Just to go off that, with, with the, like, the... Obviously, like, you've got players who are threats and stuff. But with the with PSG, we spoke about, like, if they don't have that... They just don't have that thing that we spoke about just to sort of get get themselves over the line in it. Would you argue that with City is the same problem? Because for however long Pep's been there, he just had... an amazing is, tactician.
2: Yeah, like...
3: But he
0: just how, hasn't been able to make them into winners, would you argue? Uh
2: the thing is the quality is there. Yeah. It's the it's the it's the team spirit. That's where they lack. You can be the greatest tactician. But it's like but, how bad do you at the end of the day, that reoccurring mo- motif, how bad do you want yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Thing. Like with United, yeah. who thought they were gonna win the treble in nineteen ninety nine when they were one nil down and then they scored two goals in Ferguson yeah, in the night yeah, that's because yeah. they got that that winning spirit with them always until the final whistle That you know it's all or nothing for them with, with these yeah. teams how, like how, how big a
1: part do you think uh, Ferguson had to play in that or do you think it was all
2: down to the players oh nah, Ferguson made Oh, it's, players it's both yeah it. yeah it's both
0: like, I always said, this yeah as, like, as a coach you can be the best tactician that you want but at the end of the day you get judged by winning games and you as a as a manager, you have a role in making your players into winners, and I feel like Pep is like, unbelievable. Yeah, but the, but the, the scores don't lie in it. Like the results don't lie. Like what is it? What I I don't know what it is. What is it like? I, like in terms of like the game against Real Madrid last season, I wouldn't really in terms of subs that he made or like just the way he played the game or like how he set up. I, I wouldn't really like criticize what he did. It's just that. It's just the character of the players, I'd, I'd argue. And like, what is it? Like, why aren't they, why aren't they like winners? Why don't they have that winning mentality? Why don't they just want it enough? What is it? Like, would you, would you blame Pep or what is that? And that's what makes me think has anything changed now? Fair enough, they've got Haaland. Has anything changed now to this season to, to make sure that Man City will actually win?
2: The thing is, with these two clubs, what's the common denominator? They're both two big, wealthy clubs. Yeah. Yeah, they got rich owners. They got the oil money. Does does the money in the club affect the passion of you know and the morale of the team? You mean in terms of like
0: they're all on big wages? You mean?
2: Exactly, yeah. yeah. Even no, but even the people in the background. So you know the people are saying to Pep, listen, these mm-hmm. are the goals that I need you to achieve. Maybe their their pockets aren't hurting if City don't win the Champions League. Because at the end of the day, if they still make it into Champions,
1: they still get exactly do payday, it? They get exactly. top four. Exactly. See, the reason the, the I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I, I would believe in City more than PSG, and it's it's something that we touched on in the last pod about what we said about Mbappe and how he, I think we've well I think we agree disagree about his his drive to want to achieve more is a lot less than say Haaland.
2: And I, I think, think we, that, all, we all agree. Yeah, so I that, think
1: that, yeah. that, that that is a huge factor when it comes to how easy Pep's job will be as a manager to push the players to want to do better. Like, I feel like Haaland, ha- for example, he puts it, maybe puts a lot more pressure on himself to want to get the best out of himself. And I think if you want to win games, if you want to win trophies, you're going to have to put that pressure on yourself to want to achieve more than what you initially wanted to. And I think, mm-hmm. like... With with a team like City, there's there's a lot of quality, like Brandon said, but it's just about how badly again, what Brandon said, how badly do those players want it? How good? How what do they expect of themselves? Do they expect to just you know give the hundred percent, or do they want to give that extra ten percent to prove that they they are actually the, 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 the are of the upper echelons of you know footballing mm. footballing mm. footballing mm. you know mm. yeah in the My footballing so. hierarchy. So oh, yeah. uh, I think. Yeah, and I feel like that—that that in itself, I don't think it just comes down to players. Obviously, the manager has a huge—I don't think he has a huge part to play. But well, actually, the manager does have a huge part to play. But I think there's a there's um there's a there's a fine balance where you have to be able to encourage the players to want to have the same goal as you, but still the players to be able to put that extra effort in to want to achieve that goal for themselves because they have the power on the field. He he can put. put all the taxes and stuff into place, but they're the ones out there, aren't they? So. But, sure,
0: but this thing, surely it, it just comes down to how well the players can deal with the high pressure situation. Surely that's it because City can win the league easy. They'll win the league by like January, but it's just when it comes to the second leg and Real Madrid are putting pressure on them and there's still one goal up. Well, like, Time and time again, like, even against Chelsea where in the big state when the pressure's up, when the pressure is on you, and you're like, oh, shit, we've never won the Champions League in the history of the club. We This is our one chance to do it. If we flop it, we're going to have to wait another year to try again. When it gets to that moment, for some reason, it just doesn't translate. And they just end up just flapping it. So it has do, to be the mentality of the players because it must do, be do how certain, they deal with the pressure. Do
1: you think certain managers and certain teams are just suited to play, like for example, like a tournament or like a league?
0: Yeah, but I don't think that applies with Pep because Pep's won. But then again, has he won the Champions League without Messi and
1: Iniesta yeah. and Xavi? And them? that's a good question. Because like I feel like mm. Tuchel was a good manager for like a tournament. Like he would, he would do bits. Like he did bits with Chelsea last season, and yeah. won the, and even with PSG, he came close the season before. And but he I didn't like,
2: really do well in the Premier League, isn't it? Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah,
1: yeah. league-wise, yeah. he's not. I don't think he's that um, that good. Yeah.
2: Mm.
0: I think it comes down to man management then. At the end of the day, yeah. maybe. I think Tuchel was very good in getting his players, and that's that season when they won the Champions League. was very good in getting the players to do anything for the manager. That's where Fergie. I think that separates Fergie from a lot of managers. He was very good at sort of. We've heard all the stories about Fergie. Like he would shout at, he would shout at gigs in front of Nani. But he'd actually be t- directing it towards Nani because yeah. because Nani was doing something wrong on the pitch. But he knew yeah, that Nani yeah, doesn't yeah. take criticism very well. But he was exactly. shouting at because he knew that. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, so he, yeah.
0: it's more about the psychological aspect about knowing how to get every single player that you have at the best of their ability. And I feel like there's something about the way Pep manages his team that he's not got every single player at the top of their game, maybe, you'd, you'd argue. When I say top of the game, I mean like handling pressure situations.
2: Do, do you think Do you think these players need an element of fear of their managers to perform well? Because you know how United players they would they would fear Fergie. Do you think? Yeah.
1: I don't think it's fear of the manager. I feel like it's just fear in general. It's just like I feel like if you want to achieve something really great, you you have to be scared to some extent of failure as well, because mm. you don't want to fail, do? You? I agree but, with that.
2: That sounds that. like a word of the day. Nah, yeah, I, I was... Remember uh, the one yeah. I told you? Uh, we'll, we'll save that one for a later okay, episode. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: But no, I, I agree with you, Siege, but... No, no, I definitely do agree with you. You do need to be have that fear fear of failure because you need to be like, bro, fuck that, bro. There's no way I'm losing this because I'm so yeah, scared yeah. of failure that I'm going to just do anything I can to avoid it. Um, But it can affect you... In a negative way for some people, because that fear might become crippling, and maybe that fear is what's making those city players just crippled, and they just don't like, oh shit, this situation's too big for us, and they just end up like freezing.
3: Mm.
0: I don't know, man. I I was gonna say, in the interest of time, do you want to move on to? Do you want to do another waffle jam thingy, or do you want to move on to the word of the day?
2: Because it would have been an hour and a half. What's the other one?
0: The The next one. one is. Anthony Joshua will beat Tyson Fury.
2: Okay, we'll save that for later. Cause... Yeah. And, what's and then the, n- the
0: last one, which we've got for this episode, is our United. Group? will. The yeah, crowds are put for the next one. Oh, okay, Okay. yeah, Um. United will win the Premier League in the next three years. Why are you smiling, CJ?
2: I'm jumping to that. I'm jumping to
0: that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think... I get some maple syrup on my waffle, please. I think it's too early for me to either eat even waffle or jam to it.
2: Nah, nah. This is the thing. This is why we do waffle or jam, because you can't come up with answers like that. That's why we're do-, do you know what I'll say? Yeah, yeah? so you I'll have say, to pick.
0: In the next three years, Ten Hag, yeah. or I mean like United, whoever the manager is, will win the Premier League in the next three years. I will say I'm um,
2: I think it's doable. <laughs>
0: Obviously, as United fans, it's... you have
1: to say it, it, it's you have to be hopeful in it.
0: No, because I'm just thinking, bruv, what Pep's done in the league, it just depends. <laughs> then you think it just depends on what Pep
2: does. Because Klopp has has beaten Pep. Hmm. Yeah. So it's yeah. not like it's not like Pep is unbeatable in the league.
0: In the next three years, no, nah, fuck it, no, you're right, no, we can, yeah,
2: because it's not like we're
0: gonna have the same squad as we have right now. Exactly,
2: in the yeah, and that's no, same we, I'm year, about,
0: yeah. no.
1: Yeah, but do you not think that, like, you have to have some kind of foundation that you're going to build on to get to that well, stage?
0: I think we've got a decent foundation at the moment. Ten Hag's do more.
2: Well. I think if the Glazers sell as well, we'll win. Yeah, it's and they're crazy. already talking about it.
0: Yeah. They put a price on it, I think.
2: Yeah. I mean,
1: I wouldn't, I wouldn't, yeah, it I wouldn't like, put it past you guys. I mean, I'd be happy for you guys if you win because it, it's no, been, a long, no, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. There is
2: red in your heart. You know it, Siege. There's red in your heart.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. just hate. It's just all the hate. Yeah. No, I'm joking. No, I honestly, I, 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 as much as I hate United, like, I, like I respected Fergie as a manager, isn't it. Um, and like I, we didn't I, come,
0: we didn't like have like oil money to to make no, us win.
1: Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And I think that you, the, the good times that United had were just really, really good. And it's always, it's, always difficult, yeah. it's always difficult to to kind of replicate that again and I think that's why it's been really difficult for fans and the club in general because you were such like a huge club and now like we are a huge club yeah we are but you know what I mean like compared to how you were when Fergie was around you're 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 so far below where you were before Um, and I think that that only means that you know you're destined for greatness again because the standard is so high so I think for that reason like yeah it's, it's definitely possible you guys will win again um it's just it's just whether or not you know like it, it, the management and the ownership and stuff kind of sorts itself out. Like you have to realize all the teams, all the players are getting better and better each season. Um, yeah. And you know like yeah, it's just there's been a few hit or miss moments with United. You know, big big money signings flopping and uh, yeah,
3: no,
0: managers right, coming
1: right, and going. Man. The of thing is like
3: um,
1: yeah. Mm, like, with Chelsea, for example, like, we would lose a manager, but we know the new manager will come in and do a madness. Because that's just how we are, isn't it? But you guys, you need a manager to stay a long time to guarantee success. You've never been a club to yeah. bring a manager in and no, expect agree, a madness from mm. in such a short period of time.
2: No, you needed agree, someone to be, like, yeah, a long-term kind of thing. And the thing is, have so, like, always had like, long-term managers. That's the yeah. thing. With Fergie's ring. Like, that's the same... You can argue that with Arsenal. Like, yeah, yeah. They said they wanted Wenger out, but he was still getting top fours with like average with that team. team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. You only so.
0: realize, like Brandon, what you said. You only realize how good something is once you lose it.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah. But on you can't, note, you can't hold on to that forever, mate. You know, you have to move on and adapt.
0: No, I, I, no, I agree. I agree with that. I think the sooner we cut ties with like this whole aura of Fergie, the better, because you can, no one can ever replicate that, bro. Fergie was a like he was a once in a lifetime manager. You can't ask any other manager. Like, we asked Mourinho to come and do it. We asked Solskjaer to come and do it. No other manager can do what Fergie did. So trying to expect someone else to come and well, I don't know, just have that same aura of Fergie. It's it's not. I don't think it's realistic.
3: Yeah. Mm. It's not yeah. because the, like you, you and, said, and it, like... you could
0: argue that that style of management is not going to yeah. work in this day and age because the players are softer, bro. Yeah. Like, Fergie hair like, dry treatment will work with these
1: players Egos are too big now Players won't have it If a manager tells them To, to like, fuck off or whatnot like, Look at Pogba They had
0: yeah. a the big issue
1: Yeah, mm. yeah. But I, no, I do think what? United can win it In the next three years you, you, you know? if you, if you're, ja- you're jamming to it
2: yeah? No <laughs> <laughs> up, going, man. Joke,
1: man. No no of course we yeah worry, so. no, I, I'll jam to it I'll, I'll be happy for you if you win jamming to it.
0: I'm jamming to it I think we're all jamming to it Yeah but to be fair, I think wait, do we even what was your answer to the um the previous statement? City wouldn't championship this season. Are you jamming to it or are you waffling? Is it waffle?
2: Waffle.
0: I think waffle as well, you know. This season?
3: Yeah.
0: Go on, see the way you were speaking, you were kinda of like jamming to it a little bit. No,
1: I I think I'm jamming to it. I'm jamming to it. The way they've started with Haaland in the team as well, like he's yeah. unstoppable. He's a man for the big occasion. No
2: like but you we, said, you we said had that are... argument. Man. He's not doing it against world class teams. That's no, but the this team. is what I'm saying though. He, he has though in the in the, he has, in the Champions Yeah, yeah and, like, but is he doing it all in Man City? You said you said like I think it would have... be easier
0: in Man
1: City. Yeah, year. I don't know. And you I said the know. PSG players don't have ice in their veins. I feel like Haaland is one man who does have ice in his veins, and I feel like yeah. that is that is contagious. And in a team like City, that's probably what they need. If their main man, the man they bought all like spent that's all that point. money yeah. in to 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 bring in, and he's performing, it's going to inspire the rest of the players to like kind of like step up a little bit as well. It's a good point,
0: but what I will say is I've seen City prop it too many times for me to change my mind. Yeah,
1: I've seen
0: them in the Champions League final. I've seen them 30 seconds from going through to the final last season. I've seen them have some shocking tactical decisions against Liverpool when he decided to play Gundogan right wing. It's time and time again. It's, it's, like, it's, it's amazing
2: for us, though. I love it. I yeah, love I, it. yeah. <laughs> mate,
0: that Real Madrid game was
2: the best game I've ever. Bro, I was, like, you oh, sent me oh, your reaction dude. videos yeah, to your jokes, bro. bro.
0: Oh, my dad was so
2: gassy.
0: <laughs> oh, my days. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm waffling to that. I think that's a waffle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's waffling. Um. Okay, Brandon, word of the kay.
2: day. On that note, so word of the right. day basically is I want to, um for for the audience or listeners at home, basically i want to give like a quote or anything that maybe can resonate with you for a bit and due to current affairs i've chosen a quote from the queen so the queen has said when life seems hard the courageous do not lie down and accept defeat instead they are all the more determined to struggle for a better future and i feel like from what we've said from the podcast you know that that can resonate with all of us because how we talked about you know our parents struggling for us for a better future and how you said you know you feel pleased because you're making your parents happy with the career parts you've chosen so it feels like you're Mm. giving back to them so i feel like you know that that's that's a perfect note to to end on
0: i think that's very beautiful thank you i think that's a great way to end end the podcast it's so topical as well mm.
1: It's definitely something to think about, and dependent irrelevant of what, what where you are on your current career path as well. Like exactly. someone who might be thinking about what, thinking about well being not sure about what they want to do can really think about that and use that to guide them. Someone who's, exactly. you know, in Milan's position or my position can, you know, be thankful about what kind of experience that they've had from what their parents have taught them. So, yeah, I think that's a
2: brilliant quote of that. Thank you. And on that note, make sure you leave five star reviews on the Waffle and Jam. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I wanna see. I wanna see all five stars. If I see any two stars, I'll track you down. Listen, listen. I know it people. <laughs> They'll find your your yeah. uh, your location. Five stars, yeah.
0: everyone, and just yeah, just. Yeah. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast.
2: Exactly. Be prepared to to you know. Yeah. Give. Fr- fr- people
1: should give really honest feedback as well, you know. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. We always want to improve. We're, so. we're always
2: open. You know, we wanna we wanna improve your experience. That's why we're doing it. And yeah. 100%,
1: man.
2: You can say things like, you know, um, CJ shouldn't talk as much, or M-
1: Milan needs to shut up a little bit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but yeah, and if there's any problems with audio or something like that, please tell us. You know, yeah, the dream, the dream, the dream is to get into a studio, all of us or a room, do a face to face. That 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 that's the vision right now. That's the goal. Yeah. Mm. yeah.
3: Yeah. We're not we're not being it's, it's, realistic,
2: although you know that's gonna happen someday.
1: Yeah, it is. exactly. You've maybe maybe, maybe, of... maybe that's, that, tw- that, that, that can be that can be our fifty fifty um, half century celebration. I was thinking maybe Would the twenty you... first. I think
0: it's because if you think about it, we can we can it's definitely doable. Like, if got like a garage set up set up like proper like
3: Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean?
0: Or like, yeah. Or we can like look into like hiring out a studio or something, and then see exactly
2: for like two hours. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely, we it definitely made that happen. Yeah. yeah.
0: But yeah, on that note, guys, we'll see you all on the next episode of the Waffle and Jam podcast.